RC Davis for Warriors.com with Matt Vittelich, longtime Big Ten observer. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for calling. Thought we'd have you on. We recently worked out Jordan Taylor here at Golden State, and I've seen his draft stock rise and fall. I've seen him all over the place compared to some pretty good NBA guards and also compared to not so very good NBA guards. Where do you see the guard landing? You know, I see him as probably a second-round pick if somebody's going to take a chance on him. Uh, he, he doesn't have the most impressive career from an athleticism standpoint as some of the other point guards in the league. I think there are maybe 10 or so others that are ranked ahead of him in this draft, but I shouldn't, uh, that, that shouldn't let anybody you know, think less of him or scare them away. He's a, a guy that's going to produce, and I think he's going to get a lot of value for uh, not a lot of risk. Like any Wisconsin guard and player, he's uh, you can at least classify him as a winner. Absolutely, yeah. He's uh, he's done nothing but win at Wisconsin. You look at their records, and I think the uh, most of losses this freshman year they lost 13 games, but uh, nine, nine, and ten his last three years when he really played more of a role with that team. His assist to turnover ratio kind of jumps off the page. It's almost mind-boggling. Yeah, it really does. You know, he is one of those guys who are playing in the Big Ten. It's a real tough environment. And he's actually, I mean, his sophomore, his junior year, he scored about 20.1 points a game. And uh, when you compare that to some of the other guards in, in college basketball, you know, playing in a tough environment like the Big Ten, it, it's really something else. And couple that with the assisted turnover ratio, which when he finished his career was about the NCAA history, you know, that, that's saying a lot, uh, given the quality of players he's going against every day. Would you classify him as a scorer, though, even at 15 points per game? You know, I wouldn't. I think his strengths really lie on, on the defensive end and then getting the ball to his teammates. And uh, you look at that, you know, Wisconsin this year, they, they lost some significant talent uh, going into the year between Keen Mankabell and John Luer, who's now playing with the Bucks. That's, that's a big load to put on somebody like Jordan's shoulders. But what he did early in the year, which I think a lot of people didn't recognize, was that he really distributed the ball to his teammates and got them involved so that they trusted themselves and they trusted their ability to score. And, you know, that's, that's a real big sign of Jordan as a leader, that he got his young teammates involved. And they made a great run in this big tournament. They, they ended up losing to Syracuse on a, on a last-second shot. You know, he had a wide-open look, and unfortunately didn't go. But he's, he's the kind of guy that, not necessarily a scorer, but he can make the team better uh, no matter who's on it. Is Bo Ryan's system constricting? Maybe we haven't seen the best of Jordan Taylor yet. I think there's a lot that we're going to see from Jordan uh, when he makes it into the, the NBA, you know, Hopefully some team takes a chance on him and gives him that shot. But, you know, I, I see him, you know, Bo Ryan, his system is, is very strict. Um, they win. I, I don't mean to speak badly of Bo's system. I think it's incredible. I mean, he really gets the most out of his players. I think a guy like Jordan who went into the system and not very highly recruited, but with, you know, a, a good upside. You know, he's, he's really learned a lot in that system about how to be a leader, how to take over games, play against incredible competition, I think uh, once Jordan has a little bit more freedom to, uh, to direct the game at, at a quicker pace, you're going to see some things from him that you didn't get to see in his college years. You know, somebody like Devin Harris, who preceded him at Wisconsin, he was a lot more electric uh, during the course of his career and, and had a little more draft stock. Uh, whereas a guy like Jordan, I think he's he's a guy that's going to really wow some people. He's going to put up you know solid numbers every game, uh, but the real the real key to his story is going to be that you know, distributing the ball. You know, he's probably a five or six or fifth per game guy on average. The score double figures. He's a real solid contributor to the team. Definitely has an NBA body, 6'2", almost 200 pounds. How quick is he, or not quick? I, I think he's incredibly quick. I think it's sometimes deceptive 
the way some of the other teams have approached him, um, he, he doesn't get a lot of chance to really open it up and, and create his own shot like some of the other guards in, in the NCAA the last couple of years. Uh, and part of that's the system, part of that's the pace of which Wisconsin plays. Uh, it, it's pass oriented. It's kind of old school basketball. If you look at you know, the NBA in the 80s and early 90s, there was a lot more passing going on. And uh, players didn't have to use their quickness as much. It was obviously an asset. I think Jordan kind of fits into that old school model where he's a lot quicker than people give him credit for. He just hasn't had the opportunity to show it off yet. Before I let you go, uh, you earlier mentioned John Luer. I follow the NBA pretty closely. I didn't see this guy coming out of anywhere, and I follow the Big Ten because I went to Penn State. Where did this guy come from? You know, he's a really good way to kind of highlight what could be in store for Jordan Taylor uh, the next couple of years. You know, John, he played in the system. He's a late bloomer, uh, same kind of area out of Minneapolis uh, suburbs, uh, Minneapolis leagues in high school. And he's got a talent. He grew, you know, six or seven inches his last couple of years in high school and, and wasn't on anybody's radar screen. Then he comes to Wisconsin and is essentially fearless. You know, one of the, one of the games I always go back to with him is Duke game when he was a freshman. And he was one of the few guys in that blowout where Duke just destroyed Wisconsin that, you know, I think he had 11 points and really showed a, a sense of uh, non-intimidation in the face of a really tough challenge. And, you know, a guy like Jordan is going to be uh, very similar to that. Uh, John's got a great skill set. He's big. He's quick. He's really smart. And I think uh, very similar attributes to Jordan. You can't tell me you saw the kind of season that Greg Steamsma had. <laughs> You know, I followed Greg. I, I thought he was incredible in, in playing with, with Boston and getting to learn from those guys was a perfect scenario for him. He, he was kind of uh, overshadowed at Wisconsin by uh, Brian Bush, you know, a little bit more highly ranked uh, recruit. Um, and he dealt with some personal issues, which was, you know, understandable. But, you know, he really came out and played a real nice niche role for the Celtics in, in their run. Unfortunately, it ended a little bit too soon. Uh, but he, you know, got on the court, a couple blocks, a couple rebounds, really uh, pulled a good role for them. It's all about right place, right time, and opportunity. Exactly. Could be the same for Jordan Taylor. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Matt. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. He's longtime Big Ten observer Matt Vudelich. I'm R.C. Davis for Warriors.com.